Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eagles 360. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro along with Glenn Macnow. Big day today. We've got Glenn's predictions. No, we've got his bold predictions. We've got, the, <laughs> we've got the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, Merrill Race, coming into the studio. But let's talk first, Glenn, about a funny thing happened on the way to 3-3. Three and three. The, the Eagles were supposed to be this offensive juggernaut from the jump. Instead, it's the defense leading the way. Your take on this, is the defense for real? Yeah, I think it is for real. And I think it's for real because you've gotten really solid performances from guys you didn't know were going to give him to you. I think, number one, uh, you go with Jordan Hicks. The rookie is a guy who was forced into a starting position. Look at how good he's been. Be been. We keep waiting for, like, the game where he doesn't have it. Ten tackles against the Giants was terrific. I also think that Byron Maxwell has recovered from his early start, and he's gotten it back. He is not Namdi Asimov. He's going to be okay. Shoo. Yeah, the safeties have been great, uh, and that may be a little bit of a surprise, at least in one case. And that uh, defensive line has been terrific throughout. I buried the lead. Fletcher Cox is probably one of the, what, six, eight best defensive players in the league this year? Yeah, I agree with that, all of it. And I think the Eagles have shown that their offseason attention to minimizing the X plays, the pass plays of plus 20 yards, all of the investments they made in remaking the secondary, using a third-round draft pick on Jordan Hicks, it's all paid off. And, of course, the challenge on Sunday night is a different kind of one. So the Eagles getting ready for the Carolina Panthers. Sunday night football, and it's time to talk about what's going on at the NovaCare Complex today. Chip Kelly meeting the media. Our Eagles 360 update with Alex Smith. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith here with your 360 update. It was another day of practice here at the NovaCare Complex for the Eagles as they get set for Sunday night showdown with the Carolina Panthers. Today we heard from head coach Chip Kelly on the challenges of defending a different Cam Newton than this team saw last season. I, I, again, I think Cam last year is different. Cam was coming off an ankle surgery, didn't, wasn't really running. They weren't really running him that much. He's playing different this year, so I think, you know, I've said it before, I don't think a lot of the things we did last year are, are really what we're going to be doing this year. So. We also heard from Eagles quarterback Sam Bradford, who spoke about getting back to the fundamentals when it comes to improving on his accuracy. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's been mechanical. Um, you know, me and Coach Day talked about it a little bit this week. Um, you know, I'm not sure my weight transfer has been where it should be on a couple of the throws. I'm not sure I've really gotten to my front leg. I think that's why some of them have been short. Um, you know, so I spent a lot of time this week trying to get back to the fundamentals. Inside the Eagles locker room, we caught up with running back DeMarco Murray, who spoke about the Eagles' improved offensive game, specifically when it comes to running the football. Yeah, yeah, everybody's picking it up. You know, I think, you know, everyone, like, like I said, everyone has looked in the mirror and be like, hey, we got to, I have to play better, we have to play better as a group. And I think, you know, defense, they've been playing great, you know, all year. So I think it's time for offensively, we got to, you know, match their play. And, you know, we all have to make plays, you know, when the time comes. That will wrap things up here from the NovaCare Complex. If you want to see all of our coverage from today, including the entire Sam Bradford press conference, be sure to stay tuned right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thank you so much, Alex. In a bit, we'll get to Merrill Reese. He comes into studio. We'll take a little peek at Brandon Graham, who you did not mention talking about the defense, a progress report on him. But when we return to Eagles 360, we go behind enemy lines, find out the very latest about, shockingly, an unbeaten Carolina Panthers team. 
Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. Today is a, well, it's a play-by-play kind of day here on Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow, a lot of voices in my head. Always. Always in my head. <laughs> Time to go behind enemy lines. Chris McPherson go to bed with, those, right? with Mick Mixon, the play-by-play voice of the Carolina Panthers. Are they for real? It sure seems like it. It's time to go behind enemy lines here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com, presented by Gatorade, and we welcome the voice of the Carolina Panthers, one Mick Mixon, and Mick, I guess I should say, the undefeated NFC South leading Carolina Panthers. Now, Mick, I found it fascinating that I found this stat from Football Outsiders that said that Sunday's win over the Seahawks was the first in the Cam Newton, Ron Rivera regime that the team came from behind for more than three points in the fourth quarter to get the win. So I don't want to say that this was a statement game per se by Cam Newton, but from someone who has followed his career intently, what did you learn about Cam Newton in that come-from-behind win over Seattle? Chris, thanks for having me on. It's great to be with you, and I realize that anything I say can and probably will be used against the Carolina Panthers in uh, Philadelphia. And it certainly so, will, uh, yes, indeed. i choose my words carefully. But here, here's what <laughs> the Seattle game uh, kind of verified in the coaches' minds here in the Carolinas about Cameron Jarrell Newton, our, our trigger man, and that is that when – Things are the most hectic when everything is as cacophonous as it could possibly be. And when it matters the most, things tend to slow down for him. He, he tends to have the ability to sort things out and to concentrate very intently, uh, even when there's just crazy things going on. Two of the most significant plays in the Seattle game were, were big chunk plays for the Panthers when Carolina was in disarray right up until two, three seconds to go on the play clock. Cam's able to get it sorted out and then make some magic. I think it's just a part of who he's evolved into as a football player. Now, Mick, we saw Cam Newton at Lincoln Financial Field last season. He was battered and bruised, and the Eagles got an easy win in prime time. So, in your estimation, what's the biggest difference between that Cam Newton on that night and the Cam Newton that the Eagles will see this Sunday? Yeah, it's a great question, Chris. One big thing would be that he's healthier now. You remember he had the, the, the glass ankle that, that game and wasn't very mobile, and I'm not sure any 
Um, I'm not sure Tinkerbell could have avoided the Philadelphia pass rush. It was very fierce that night. I think there were nine sacks of Cam Newton in that game. Panthers fell behind early 31-7, out of it early, and hoping to do better this time. Cam Newton, though, told the press corps earlier in the week that he feels like a different guy from then, just in terms of how healthy he is. He can cut, he can pivot, he can prolong the play, he can make a little magic, and hopefully that'll give him some escapability on Sunday night. Now, Mick, when the Panthers lost Kelvin Benjamin, the talented second-year receiver for the year with the ACL injury, I said to myself, and I think many analysts thought, who is going to catch the football down there in Carolina from the wide receiver standpoint? So, in your estimation, what has the coaching staff done to highlight the talents of the players around Cam Newton to give him the best chance to succeed on offense? One thing the Panthers are doing is spreading the ball around. Mike Shula, our offensive coordinator, Chris, he, he's not scared. I mean, he'll call plays. Uh, he, he's, not a, he's not the kind of play caller where he's trying to protect what the Panthers may already have. He's trying to get more. He's a greedy kind of a play caller, unpredictable. And then Cam Newton has spread the ball around. Uh, he, he's got the veteran Jericho Cotchery, uh, Brenton Burson that has reliable hands, Ted Ginn, Corey Brown that have great, great team speed. And then probably his favorite target, i got to mention Devin Funches, the rookie too, but his favorite target right now is the 88, Greg Olson. Greg Olson looks as though you just called central casting and said, send us over a tight end, narrow waist, broad shoulders, dancer's feet, great route runner, good hands, son of a coach, and he's having a phenomenal year. All right, Mick, let's look at the defensive side of the football. Now, this Panthers defensive line used to have Greg Hardy once upon a time. Charles Johnson is done for the season with the injury. So what has the coaching staff, and of course we know the coaches here in Philadelphia, Ron Rivera and Sean McDermott used to be on Andy Reid's staff. What have they done to keep that Panthers defense formidable and one of the best in the entire NFL? Probably, Chris, uh, taking a, a route or two off of the, the Jim Johnson coaching tree and, and tried to be unpredictable, tried to not be risk-averse, but, but not just blitz in an irresponsible way. When the Panthers commit uh, ad additional pass rushers to a play, uh, they do that with a plan and with some defensive balance in the back end. Uh, the other thing is we got a good mixture of youth and experience up front. Uh, Dewan Edwards, a veteran interior lineman. Uh, Charles Johnson, his odometer has turned over a time or two already by NFL standards. But then we got KK Short and uh, Starla Tulele in the middle that uh, are so young still that they really don't know what they don't know. So it's a, it's a good group. And then, of course, in, in the middle, in between the secondary and the defensive line that you asked me about, Chris, uh, it's a star-driven linebacking core with Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis there. Now, of course, Mick, those are the stars, the playmakers, Keekley and Davis, but there's one player on the back end who has gained a little bit of fame so far this season. He could be in the mix for the Pro Bowl, and that's Josh Norman, the cornerback. Fans probably don't know a whole lot about him. What can you tell Eagles fans about Josh Norman, number 24? He'll wear number 24, exactly as you said, Chris. He's, uh, he's a long football player. He is, his reaching height is, is much higher and taller than his 6'1 playing height. He's got this effervescent personality. One of the worst things that happened to enemy receivers was two years ago when Josh Norman got his braces off because now he's even more nimbly able to trash talk to anyone on the field who cares to listen. He doesn't engender ill will. He just is a, he's a talker. He just likes communicating with, uh, with other receivers. Uh, jo but Josh Norman, is a, he played some strong safety in high school, so he's a, a willing tackler. Uh, he's also a, a studier of film, and he is the last person. I mean, he's wearing our interns out 
over on the football operations side because everybody has to take turns throwing to him, doing drills with him. He's got that work ethic in him, Chris. He's the last person to leave every single Panther practice. All right, so the Eagles and the Panthers will battle on Sunday Night Football. Another interesting matchup to me will be the play-by-play -play voices. Of course, you have the legend in Merrill Reese and a pretty good one in Carolina in Mick Mixon. Mick, thank you very much for taking us behind enemy lines, presented by Gatorade, here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks so much, Mick. Everybody fired up about the Panthers in Carolina, as well they should be. You wonder, looking down, big crystal ball, Glenn, you got anything for us? For what, this week? Yeah. I am predicting a very, very close game, Dave. I can't betray myself. Okay. I, I think it's going to be a challenging one for the Eagles to win, but they can. But I will give you three predictions. You're going to like two of these bold predictions right here coming up on Eagles 360. A wave of game day excitement is rolling into Dunkin'. Taste the new Tailgater breakfast sandwich stacked with smoked sausage, fire roasted peppers and onions. America runs on Dunkin'. I got tickets, Metro tickets. You need a Metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the Metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. Does the baby need a Metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. Even ordinary moments become milestones when you overcome cancer. At Jefferson Sydney Kimmel Cancer Center, if we had a marker for every patient we treated who is now cancer-free, markers would be everywhere. Evidence that our personalized approach to cancer treatment is producing some of the highest survival rates in the nation. And that's a milestone for everyone. Jefferson, until every cancer is cured. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. Regional rail. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Broad Street Line. To my parkway. Market Frankfurt Line. All night. Love the Eagles? Play the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Players must be 18 or older. Please play responsibly. It's time now on Eagles 360 for Glenn Macknow to step out on that ledge and make some bold predictions. We welcome you back. More like and walking a plank, Glenn, I think. Glenn's got some bold predictions for the Eagles and the Panthers. Sunday night, the stage is all yours. Uh, here you go, Dave. Number one, uh, the Eagles are going to hold Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers to under 200 yards passing in this game, which these days in the NFL really does mean something. The Panthers really have one guy can catch the ball and hurt you, and it's tight end Greg Olson, who is terrific. Their wide receivers, however, are kind of nothing. They've got collectively under 80 yards per game receiving, so they are not going to hurt you with the pass. Cam Newton is not going to throw for 200 yards. So what's so bold about that? Well, what's so bold about that is the Eagles have allowed more than 200 yards most of these games. And these okay. days in the NFL, that doesn't happen, all right? All right? Let's Fair not enough. pick apart Fair the degree enough. of boldness. I want bold. I want bold. All right? This one you'll like. Right. This is bold. Uh, Cam Newton, he's not going to throw for a lot. He is going to lead the Panthers in running yards against the Eagles. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, of course, is their running back. He's averaging about 60 yards a game. Newton's going to get more than that this week. And here's kind of why. 
When you have a good pass rush, as the Eagles do, and you have good coverage, as they have, often a mobile quarterback you know is going to find that spot in the middle, and, and he runs a lot, and he's going to do it against the Eagles this week, and he's going to get a lot, a lot of yards. Eagles have not faced mobile quarterbacks so yeah. far, right? I, I, mean, I find it, look, I think it's, it's fair enough to say Eagles have done a really good job against the run all season. Different kind of challenge, of course, on Sunday night with the multiplicity of Cam Newton. I expect a spy or two and a lot of different looks from Bill Davis. I think that's a very accurate prediction. The Eagles match up so well up front against Carolina. Right, here's bold. You okay. want bold? Here's I want bold. bold. Sam Bradford will throw no interceptions this week. None. Not one. It's going to be built into the scheme. They are going to somehow accentuate that to him that he can't do it. You know what he's done? And this is kind of what the concern is. The interceptions he's been throwing so far this year are not ones where he's like trying to throw it through the eye of a needle or not ones where the defensive back's making a great play. He's kind of throwing it 10 yards from where it's supposed to be. I think they're going to just push it into him, push it into him, push it into him. And this week, quarterback Sam, no interceptions. All right, so the Panthers won't pass for 200 yards. Correct. Bradford won't have an interception. Correct. And yet you still say it's a close game coming. Oh, yeah, I think it's a close game coming. How? How are the Panthers scoring points? How the, the Panthers are scoring points because I think he is going to hurt you in the running game. I think Cam Newton is going to scramble down the field, and he's going to do a lot of damage. Okay. So I, by the way, low-scoring game. All right. Sounds, sounds good to me. We've got two more Glenn Macnow predictions coming your way on Sunday in our kickoff show. Make sure you tune in. We start that show at 730. Thanks very much, Glenn, for your two predictions. Three predictions. Two of which I like. Well, two of which you counted yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know what, uh, we can review. Well, well, well we, we need to keep it. At the bye week, we're going to tally up these predictions and see just how nah, right. we got better things. See, we got more. Right Dave, we got better stuff to do. We do Trust have better me. stuff to do. And coming up on Eagles 360, we've got Merrill Reese, the voice of the, play, voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, the play-by-play -play genius. He's in studio. What does he think about Cam Newton? Coming up next. When you get away from smartphones and video games and tablets, it's amazing what you can really plug into. This season, shop the brands you love, plus thousands of items on sale now. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. Speak to the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, the great Merrill Reese, preparing like we all are for Sunday night, Merrill. And I, I want to start with the quarterback, Superman, Cam Newton. 
European. We, we've had this conversation about Eli Manning last week. Mm -hmm. Good, not great, but Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. At this point in his career, what do you, how do you characterize Cam Newton? Well, I, I think up until this point, he has been inconsistent. Uh, when he's good, he can be devastating. I mean, he can really dominate a game. But when he's bad, he can blow a game, too. He's, he's lost games by making bad decisions and holding on to the ball too long. But uh, I would say that he is a good quarterback. I just think it's uh, – can we go deeper in this? Because sure. I think it's, it's a more – Let's go deeper in it, this. It's, it's more of a of – a, he's such a different kind of quarterback now. He's averaging 10 rushing attempts per game. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a – even good group of wide receivers to throw to mm -hmm. with Kelvin Benjamin. I, I find it, as I think about what he is, I think he's a game-changing player Oh yeah. because there's so much reliant upon him. And to date, I guess I'd have to call him a, a Pro Bowl quarterback given that the Panthers are 5-0 well, because you, of him. But you do realize that his quarterback rating right now is barely over 80. But like I said, it do, then you're giving me numbers. Uh, that doesn't yeah, but, but their numbers, All right, their numbers at this point, and I'm not taking anything away from Carolina, but maybe I am. They beat a, a Seattle team that we admit is not like the Seattle Super Bowl teams, but they're okay. Uh, but the other four teams that he beat were Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Houston, and uh, Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville. So can we really measure Cam Newton's performance on a season-wide basis on these five games? I don't think we can. Before Cam Newton uh, heads for Hawaii, he's got to do a lot more in the second half of the season. How about we rate him based upon the difficulty a defensive coordinator has, and maybe it's not that difficult, game planning to stop Cam Newton. So let's segue into getting to the mind of Bill Davis. What do you well, do on Well, and that's the case with any dual-threat quarterback. And he's the first true dual-threat quarterback that they're going to be facing. Uh, Breeze can run on occasion, but not as much as he used to. Uh, what you do if you're Bill Davis is you go over what you did last year, which was spy him. And it was Connor Barwin who really made the great plays on him and held him to six rushing yards. And the Eagles sacked him nine times. And they beat up the Carolina Panthers. Now, you can make a case that Cam Newton had an ankle injury he was not as, as nimble and as quick or as fast as he normally is. He is a dangerous, dangerous quarterback. But I think the Eagles can come up with a scheme to contain him. And the thing that you pointed out so accurately is he does not have marquee names at wide receiver. He has a bunch of guys who are okay, but, but certainly not scary. There are no Obel Beckhams this week. Right. Uh, you're not going to have to worry about that. Uh, but he's still, there's no Des Bryant out there. So it's, uh, it's going to be a test, but I think it's one that the Eagles are capable of handling from a defensive standpoint. All right, let's now talk about the Eagles quarterback situation. Mm -hmm. It is the talk of the town. Sam Bradford, nine touchdown passes, nine interceptions, four in the end zone. Your take through six games on Sam Bradford. Well, it's not good. I, I keep waiting to see the Sam Bradford that we expected to see. And I think that Sam Bradford is honest when he talks to the media. Uh, he speaks to us and he says, for this team to do well, I have to play better. You can't put it up for grabs. You can't throw red zone interceptions. That has to cut out. Uh, that, you know, he, as you said, nine and nine is a poor ratio for a quarterback who you are depending on to lead this team to the playoffs. So he needs ball security. He needs better decision making than what we've seen so far. So, so far, 
it's it's not good enough. Uh, hopefully it will pick up. I thought there was something going in the right direction with the win over the Saints, uh, but there was a step backwards this week against the Giants. Uh, hopefully we will see more of the quarterback we saw a couple of weeks ago, minus those two ends on interceptions. Last one, Merrill, your thoughts on how this game plays out Sunday night? I think the Eagles get off to a good start. They have to get off to a good start. And I think they're going to do very well against Cam Newton. And I think the Eagles are going to come home with their third win and hit the bye at four and three. Very nice. Merrill Reese, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, in studio on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. This fall at Dunkin' Donuts, get lost in pumpkin. Pick up your favorite pumpkin-flavored beverages and baked treats like the new pumpkin cheesecake square while they're still here. America runs on Dunkin'. Give me more chips, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. And that pregame sideline experience. Exactly. We have an Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both have the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes, including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. To Philly. I sup the Philly. The bus. The trolley. Regional rail. I sup the Philly. The 17 to training. Raw Street Line to my parkway. Market Frankfurt Line. All night. Enter at PhiladelphiaEagles.com for a chance to win a pair of tickets in the Amoroso Suite when the Eagles take on the Buffalo Bills at Lincoln Financial Field. We are back. It's Eagles 360. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro along with Glenn Macnow. He's here every Tuesday and Thursday during the season. Time now to take a look at one of the defensive players who signed a contract in the offseason, stayed with the Eagles, could have gone to free agency, instead stayed. He's a starter on the outside for the first time in his career, and he had a big game against the Giants. Our scouting report, Mike Quick and Ike Reese, breakdown linebacker Brandon Graham. All right, Mike, our progress report brings us to outside linebacker Brandon Graham. I think he played by far his best game of the season. Nice job in the run game, also a nice job in the pass game. Let's watch him here. Uh, early first series, you're going to watch him here. Got man coverage, nice little cross blitz from the front, five-man yep. pressure inside. Everybody has their man on the back end. Nice job of Brandon Graham picking up the uh, fullback in the flats. Ike, he's really settled into this position very well and doing a lot of things well. You see that little flat slant combination, and the Giants do a lot of that from a lot of different personnel, and he plays it exactly right. Watch him here on this fourth and one play. His job on the outside is to set the edge. What I, what I like what Brandon does is he allows this play to develop. He could have very easily gone in, took on the fullback. But what I think would have happened, it would have made an easy declaration for the running back to bounce that outside. Yeah. What Brandon does is he sort of feathers with the fullback, allows his pursuit to get there while also setting the edge. 
They force it outside. Great play by Brandon Graham. Not trading one for one. Gets off the block and make the tackle. Well, when you do that, you keep good team discipline. You see the spacing by all the guys, and you got all those black shirts all the way across the board. There's nowhere for the ball to go for the running back. We're going to watch him here. Watch his pass rush here uh, versus first-round draft pick Eric Flowers. He dips that shoulder, and he gets in Eric Flowers. This is good leverage play, good power, turning that speed into power, and he just runs over him. It's amazing they didn't call this a sack. Just yeah. a great job. And you're seeing all the different phases of what they expected Brandon Graham to do from that position, and he has really picked it up. Yeah, I mean, he's doing a fantastic job all year long, but this is the first game. It's going to show up on the stat sheet. Brandon Graham continues to play like this. Should be a good second half of the season for the Eagles and their defense. All right, guys, thank you very much. Uh, Glenn, some thoughts here. Final thoughts from you on, on this game. My final thought on this game, and, and I by no means am predicting they're going to lose, they're going to lose. It's the first game where we have a little breathing room. After this, you got the bye. Then you got Dallas. That's a must win. Then you got Miami and Tampa. You're going to be heavily favored there at home. This is the first week, Dave, where we've had in a month where we don't say critical win, must win, must win. That said, would be nice if they yeah, do. Yeah, uh, four and three would be, I think everybody would be really feeling good about this four team. Four and three going into the bye. Where the Eagles came from to get Walking to four on and three. Air. Obviously got to win on Sunday night. What's ahead? Our Amoroso's on the menu segment for you. We've got crunch time on PhiladelphiaEagles.com on Eagles 360 tomorrow. Alex Smith with her stats-only look at the Eagles and the Panthers. And I am opining today on the offensive line. Glenn, you would agree that the offensive line has made great strides? It absolutely held it together Do you over know the why? last few weeks. Do I know why? Continuity. I say health. Well, I think those two kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. I think Jason Peters and Lane Johnson, the fact that they took those couple of days off before the Saints game, whatever elixir they provided in the training room, it sure worked because good they point. both played mm -hmm. very good football. We thank you for joining us on Eagles 360. For Glenn Macnow, I'm Dave Spadaro. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.